We're aware of the stark reality. The COVID-19 pandemic has affected millions around the world. Tragically, millions lost their lives to the virus and millions still grieve. The lives of countless individuals have been changed forever, as we know. Many choosing to move or change careers, basically forced to confront the very meaning of their lives. Award-winning violinist Hilary Hahn has had a transformational journey as she made her way through the pandemic. Especially powerful because the outcome that might be spoken of in terms such as regeneration wasn't certain. She speaks of passing through fire and of surviving. Transformed through the difficult process rooted in the recording of this album titled Eclipse. Eclipse, the image is just right. Take the moon and the sun, all is well until we perceive the darkening of the skies as the moon begins to pass in front of the bounteous giver of life until the point of total eclipse when the world is thrown into darkness. Animals, birds, and humans are filled with intense fear. Is this the end? And yet the moon passes over and the light is restored in a rebirth of sorts. Hilary Hahn has explained, this album is my return after an extended time out of the spotlight. Rediscovering my voice felt like the time following an eclipse. Artistic evolution can come from many sources, but it is often set in motion by big events that bring about a change of perspective and reveal one's true self. Hilary Hahn had chosen three works to record with the Frankfurt Radio Symphony. The project was halted at the start because of the pandemic that brought Hilary to question everything fundamental to herself as an artist. So in creating the notes for Eclipse the album, she believes she needs to tell the story of the making of the music rather than give us mere biographies of the composers. She needs us to know why we experience what we do as we listen to the players in the profound experience that was performing the Dvorak Violin Concerto, the Violin Concerto of Alberto Kinostera, and the Carmen Fantasy of Pablo de Sarasate, together, as they did, where they did, when they did. We had a chance to speak by phone with Hilary Hahn at the time of the release of Eclipse by Deutsche Grammophon. This project, I thought that it would be the peak of a concert season. I was really excited to make a difference for the the Hinastera Violin Concerto, which I was obsessed with, which isn't played very often. I knew exactly what I wanted to do with it, and I wanted to advocate for it on a musical level. And then the Dvorak and the Sarasate, they were um, pieces that I think are just brilliant communicative works of music. And it would have been sufficient to have that motivation. <laughs> that would have been sufficiently rewarding, and I would have found meaning in that. But then everything shut down, and all of my preparatory concerts, they just faded away, and I was left with both immense relief that this project was still 
possible because it was something I did not want to lose and that you can't necessarily plan again. It's sort of you seize the moment, you plan a project, and to get everything else back together to make it happen another time just doesn't usually work out. So I was so relieved and happy that it was possible and then completely overwhelmed because I had no idea how I would do it. I had been practicing on my own for a couple of years at that point. Um, the only musician in my household, so I hadn't really even heard music as a listener. Um, I didn't really know who I was as a musician because part of that is when I have the sounding board of other musicians, I see who I am in comparison and in relationship with that. But I hadn't had that, so I was just working on my own. And you can kind of spin yourself into any number of directions when you're doing that. So I didn't know if that was the time to make this recording, but if I didn't take the time at that moment, if I didn't seize the moment to make the recording, it wouldn't happen. And so I was really between these two stark realities, like the very real possibility I would show up and not be able to do it while the mics were, were on, and then the other very real possibility that it would have been great and I would have just been afraid to do it and lost the moment to do this project I was excited about that meant a lot to me personally. So that was a really agonizing decision, and it forced me to face my sense of self and also, like, just pick a side. Just either you do it or you don't do it. And I realized in talking to some of my most trusted colleagues and telling them I didn't think I could do it that they um, they had my back, and actually together we could do it, and that I probably had more in me than I was giving myself credit for. And what was the harm in having the mics on? Maybe we wouldn't keep the recording, but we would make it. And so I thought, well, okay. I mean, I would be doing, I would be doing myself a disservice if I didn't try. So I decided to, to go for it. And it was really, really hard because I had to face um, this very real possibility that it wouldn't, it, it wouldn't work out the way I wanted and it wouldn't be what I wanted it to be. And when you have an expectation of something that is meaningful to you, the idea that you wouldn't be able to accomplish it is is really scary. But I realized that I realized who I was as a musician, what was important to me. And when I got together with the other musicians and we played the first notes of the Dvorak, which was the first thing that we performed for the album, everything came rushing back. It was just like, yeah, it was it was like blood rushing back into my veins. It was a very physical sensation and a very uh, euphoric sensation. And we all felt it because we were all going through a different phase of, of revival. The orchestra had been playing, but they'd been distanced. Um, I hadn't worked with them for a long time. I hadn't worked with Andres or Oscar Estrada, the conductor, for a long time. He had been working with the orchestra, but they'd been doing live streams and not a lot of soloists. And so when they were doing the Dvorak, they were actually in more normal formation. They were closer to each other. They were hearing each other play again the same way they normally did. And then I was hearing an orchestra for the first time in the same space with the Dvorak, first time in a long time. So yeah, it was, it was a really um, vibrant moment. When I came back two months later, I had nothing in the intervening time. When I came back, um, I did the Hinastera and Sarasate. I hadn't actually known when I was doing, when I showed up for the Dvorak, I hadn't known if the Hinastera and Sarasati were going to happen because we didn't know what hall we'd have access to. We didn't know if restrictions were about to be tightened again. I didn't know if quarantines would be reestablished. 
And while we were recording the Dvorak, we learned that we had permission and it was likely going to hold for us to then, instead of doing a live stream as we were doing for the Dvorak in the radio hall, we would actually be let back into the, the um, Alta Opa, the old opera house that they normally play in. And we would be allowed to have an audience. And that was just fantastic. So that was even more inspiration while we were doing Dvorak. So then I had a goal, and I got confirmation a couple weeks before the sessions of the Hinastera and Sarasate that it was actually still happening. So it's really hard to prepare something difficult without knowing for sure if you're going to do it. And then when you get the final confirmation, it becomes really real. So I went through that process again with those. But I figured, hey, we already recorded the divorce hack. We're in it now. <laughs> Let's do it. The, the complicating factor was I had never performed Hinastera or Sarasate before. I hadn't played the Carmen Fantasy in my entire career. It was a brand new concerto, the Hinastera, and extremely difficult. It requires a new technique that I hadn't, like a new approach to the instrument that I hadn't actually exercised on stage before. And those were the moments that were going to be recorded. So it was very, very, very intense. Um, and I just decided to stand up to the pressure and trust my colleagues and we'd go through it together and it would be great. And there was this sort of element of survival happening while we were playing it, just totally on edge. <laughs> we were on the edge of capability. I was on the edge of my ability as a musician and as a violinist. And that gave it some true electricity, which actually changed, I think, pushed me into a new phase of my um, my life as a musician. I think I... I learned exactly who I am as a musician. I know exactly why I'm here, exactly why I do what I do. And it's very clear and I'm not deviating. And it's, it's been great since then. I feel like I walked through fire and I came out stronger. And from the final note, I knew that something had changed. And that's what was recorded in this album. <laughs> so if I don't tell the story of that, I don't tell the story of what you hear and feel in the album. I'm just so grateful that you were willing to take us through that because the recording crackles. We get the wonderful pianissimo and you're just, you're soaring at various points. And I love it when you tell the story about the people passing by in the hotel when you're rehearsing the penis. <laughs> Did they really call yes. up? What'd they say? Yes. <laughs> yes. It was German. They were outside, so it was summer, and I had the windows open because there's no AC in Germany. It was June, and it was really hot, and I was just practicing in my sundress. And the Hinastera has some really difficult passages that sound great when you can play them really well, but when you're 99.9% .9 of the way there, they don't sound too good. So then you're, like, repeating it, repeating it, repeating it. And I heard, I, oh, I should have written down what the person said because I know German. But from the street, I heard just a frustrated exclamation that was along the lines of, can't they just play something else? <laughs> it wasn't that Hinastera is hard to listen to. It was that I was not playing it particularly well, and I was repeating it because I needed to play it better. And um, it was just one of these moments that's an uncomfortable moment in the music that resolves, but I wasn't resolving it because I was practicing it. And yeah, and for the Carmen, though, you know, I was there practicing the Carmen the same trip. So same situation. And I noticed people would stop on the street and kind of stop and listen because concerts weren't really happening. You know, people were still distancing on the street and they enjoyed hearing moments from the Carmen fantasy float around. 
had a colleague who was staying in the same hotel who just checked in with me <laughs> on the concert day. Uh, he was like, so are you going to be practicing in the afternoon? Because I need to take a nap at some point. <laughs> and I was like, okay, okay, I'll close the windows. And so it was, yeah, it was, um, yeah, it was I mean, it was just like music and life all connected. <laughs> but that's real courage. You persevered. And you must have, leading up to this event in your life, this time of your life, you must have had those moments when you dug down and you took the risk. So thank you so I find, I find that as an artist, risks are almost never a mistake. That's a place where you can really go for it, where if you don't go for it, that's the biggest risk. That's when you're not authentic, and that's when people disconnect from what you're doing. When you go for it, whatever it is, then people see exactly who you are, and it really connects. Grammy Award-winning violinist Hilary Hahn speaking about her latest album, Eclipse, that celebrates the power of authenticity, recorded with the Frankfurt Radio Symphony and its then-music director, Andres Orozco Estrada. And it features three works, the violin concerto of Antonin Dvorak, Concerto by Alberto Ginastera, a strikingly original 20th century jam that Hilary Hahn had not played before, and also the Carmen fantasy of Pablo de Sarasate. The album was released by Deutsche Grammophon on October 7th on CD, two LPs, and digitally, including a Dolby Atmos version, and we spoke with her leading up to that October 7th release. For more information on the web, hillaryhahn.com, hillaryhahn.com, H-I-L-A-R-Y-H-A-H-N, hillaryhahn.com. The album is titled Eclipse. It's on the Deutsche Grammophon label and features the violin concerto of Dvorak, the Hinastera violin concerto, and the Carmen Fantasy by Pablo de Sarasate. HilaryHahn.com
Thank you.